0: what's up guys what is going on what's up i90 sports nation what up guys what's up boston sports nation what's up chicago sports nation what is going on once again we have our very special guest along with us ross and uh he pulled up in the in a in a in a interesting vehicle today i think it's the official vehicle of the new york yankees this this (laughs) afternoon what's up ross
1: trash yankees Go home and cry about your 26 championships. Go home and cry. Sugar <laughs> uh, no, ain't we gonna like to that. A great show. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Um, again, we're, we're we're today's gonna be an interesting day. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna look at a lot of uh, Chicago interesting things in the news today. It's gonna be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, we we got a we got a, a packed show in order for today. We got we got a bunch of stuff we're gonna go over. Um, it's gonna be a good show so let's let's dive right into it man we're gonna start off with my guy over here and his uh and his Chicago Bears first of all let's just start off with the initial thoughts of of the the Bears and Lions and and how you how you felt about it
2: oh man um well there was there was a lot to that game with the the Lions uh there was there was yeah there was quite a bit uh, to, yeah, there's quite a bit to the Detroit game. Um, and what I will say is this, uh, the, the offense ran very smooth under Bill Lazor. I think we can all agree with that. I think that um, the play calling would just look symmetrical. It, it looked like the plays fit together. Like you would, the running would set up the passing, the passing would set up the running, whereas before it was just kind of sporadic, confusing. Um, There was no plan to it. Yeah, exactly. And and the the pocket wasn't moved around as much as I would like, but it was moved around enough to where Justin, uh, well, that one play where they kind of moved him out a little bit and kind of rolled him out. And then he had like, what was it? Five whole seconds to look downfield. And then he found Mooney for a 45. See, like Bears fans, we we just haven't had that, man. Like even with Cutler, we, we really didn't get that. So um it's it was really really special honestly. That's that's what I will say. There was moments in that game where we were watching Fields be like, "Whoa, this guy is special." Um and uh those are my initial thoughts of the game. I I have another I have a bunch of other thoughts um in regards to Well, actually, I'll, I'll talk about the def- defense really quick. Just the offense actually. That's my initial thoughts on the offense.
0: But you you liked what you saw, right? Overall you liked oh, I loved what loved you it. Saw.
2: Yeah, everything. Everything was great from top to bottom. Uh, Completely improved uh, literally everything. Uh, Defensive line, offensive line – or rather, offensive line, game plan, all of it was better.
0: I I would tend to agree with you. The overall performance definitely, definitely looked better. Um, Like, definitely agree on the the offensive side. Like, they were – like – they realized, like, la-, la is laser. Is that how you say his name? It's. I think it's. Yeah. I think it's Lazar.
2: laser or Lazar. Yeah. Something like that. La- so Lazar, heard, you know,
0: Lazar, had a had a game plan, and it was it was, you know, it was well. The the offense looked well executed. That that's the the best way I could put it. It looked well executed. There was you could tell they were, they were setting things up. you know where, like there was a plan. like when Nagy calls games i it feels very like scattered and almost like water buggish you know what i mean where it's just like Mm -hmm. dark like over here over there over there you know how water bugs just they just (laughs) dart all over the top of the water and there's no there's no planned direction but they just go all over the place right that's kind of what it's like when Nagy. to me what what just from what i saw when Nagy would call games when when Lazar was calling a game, you could tell there was a plan that he was setting things up and he was, he was, he, he did the best he could to keep fields out of situations that would get him in trouble.
2: That's, that's yeah. what I saw too. Exactly.
0: Ross, what do you, what do you think? Well, I, I took a lot
1: of positives away from it. I mean, again, I'm, I'm the guy looking at freaking Google stats, but let's, let's look at some positives here. I mean, 373 all-purpose yards not a bad day no rushing yards 185 coming from a rookie quarterback rushing yards 188 you guys are averaging 6.5 yards of play 21st downs i mean i want yeah. to see some improvement in your third down efficiency but again one for eight for a rookie quarterback ain't bad and the thing you got to clean up is just the penalties and the single interception. He threw single interception Yeah for rookie quarterback. And that uh, was his I mean, fault. But yeah, yeah, again, it's like, it's boy, a rookie I, though. He's a rookie though. So he's, he's going to make,
2: he's yeah. a
0: rookie though. So he's going to make those mistakes. You're
2: going to have the, a couple times.
1: Yeah. yeah. And Mac Jones had similar issues. I mean, again, he almost had, he had one pick and almost one other,
0: you know, right. pretty gross. So I want, so the next question I kind of want to ask you, uh, uh, JD is mm-hmm. is we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the whole off offense you know offense type of uh, kind of side of the of the football with the Bears yeah um, do you think Lazar should take should take the reins for the rest of the season I like guess the head
2: coach or just the play caller
0: no as the play caller, as the off as the sole controller of the offensive play calling
2: I'll take it a step further I will say that I don't see a point or reason why, and maybe I'm wrong. I will say this: maybe a disclaim, full disclaimer. Maybe I am wrong, but I don't see a reason why Matt Nagy is the head coach anymore. And like I am a guy who was maybe even just a few episodes ago was defending Matt Nagy and a lot of the things he made or a lot of the decisions he made, the, the decisions he made. Excuse me, but the thing with him now is he's looked like an utter fool and now how can you kind of follow him it's it's a little bit like urban meyer but a lot less embarrassing like urban meyer like i like he comes back to that jacksonville locker room he looks like weirdo he looks weird he he looked weird but so like it's people are looking at you sideways with all the things that matt nagy has said in the last three four weeks he looks weird if i'm in that locker room i'm gonna be like Why am I following this guy? This guy, one, he can't—he's the offensive genius. Can't call plays. Uh, Two, he can't seem to manage his personnel. He gets pressured by other people, including the fan base, with personnel. Um, Three, he doesn't—he doesn't bring like, for instance, like Sean Desai. He's the one who's running the uh, the defense. So if we know who's running the defense, it's not him. We know who's running the offense, it's not him. And he's just kind of like rattling off a bunch of nonsense in the media. Why is he the head coach anymore?
0: He does seem kind of lost (laughs) as of late. I I will. I'll give you that. He does seem kind of like lost in the fray. Doesn't it? Doesn't it kind of go like that?
2: So he looks confused to me. I'm just like, what are you saying? Like, you don't know. I feel like someone else is making the decisions and you're just a front man. So why do I need you? I don't know. Who's the real leader in the Bears? That's what I want to know.
0: What do you, what do you think, Ross? Do you? What what do you think? Uh,
1: I I just think Nagy shouldn't be on a football field. Like I'm sorry, Look, like it, for the first time when I was watching that portion of that game, it looked like there was a system in place, setting up the deeper balls, getting those you know short yardage runs, and then hitting him with a pass. It just it seemed like there was something that was cohesive. It seemed like something like there was a plan involved instead of let's hang out, um, fields to dry and let them slink. You know, it just felt like there was more of a plan. It did. Again, that's just my personal feelings. It's just, I like when teams set up the default. I like when teams, okay, we got the run game going. That's what they're protecting. Great. Let's hit them on the outside. Let's get like a 20 yard pass off. I like that. And that's what I'm seeing out of the coaching now.
2: He didn't just quit on Montgomery after, like, five runs. He's like, oh, we had two good runs and three bad runs. We're done. Let's just stop
0: running now. Like, Dude, Montgomery. Got to you know, keep Bears, counting the, the ball. Bears, the Bears' offense actually looked like a well-oiled, well-orchestrated unit against, against – you know what I mean?
2: And when we got but stuffed, they, we just did it again, run it again, and we got well, eight well, yards. Well, that's, but see, that's
0: that's I think that's, that's what Lazar brings is that, like, Okay, patience. kid, you got stopped for two negative yards, but or two or three negative plays. But we're gonna, we're not That's going life. away from you, we're gonna stick <laughs> yeah, exactly. with you because so here's that perfectly transitions into the next question for me, uh, for, for you, JD. Um, David Montgomery's fast turning into one of you guys's best offensive weapons, mm-hmm. and he is, Ooh, he's the best he is, player we he have. is fast turning into offensive. one of you guys's best offensive weapons. The kids average in over four yards a carry and they use him in the passing game. He he's just a dynamic back. And I think the combination of fields and, and him is going to be really, really, really da- like da- dangerous for a lot of different football clubs that they face. Cause you have to respect fields you know, abilities. And then you, 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 I mean, I, I just, I'm, I've been thoroughly impressed with, with Montgomery's production and how, how, Lazar has integrated him into being able to be a nice little safety blanket for for fields as well. So what, what do you think about that?
2: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you said it, he's he's the safety blanket, he's the what I think of what I how I see him, he's the he's the workhorse. You know what I mean? Like we need to use him as the workhorse. I think Montgomery is a guy who can be a special running back in the league for maybe three to six years in this league. Like he's not a superstar running back, but he's absolutely, um, he, he's definitely uh, good enough to where you can, he can be a pro bowler. He can get you 12 to 1600 yards scrim- from scrimmage. I believe he has that potential. So if we can ride that guy, make him our new Matt Forte, kind of just, He's the offense. That's, and that's then, funny.
0: I was just gonna. I was just gonna say that to you. I was like, he's kind of like a low tier Matt he Forte. Could be, someday. Well, it's
2: yeah. It's like Matt Forte was more of like a true you know open field runner. I think, but yeah. I think I'd rather have Montgomery in between the tackles. You know what I mean? That little that little, when you don't have that much space, you kind of just burst right through. He, he's, he's he's good sh- at that. He is, he's
0: very shifty.
2: And he can uh and he (laughs) can block shifty. And I like yeah, he's got a lot of lot of attributes that I like about him. He's a good player. So um, no question. Thanks, Travis. Uh, thanks for watching, buddy. Uh, what's good? Uh, but yes, man, it's uh it is uh I'm excited. I'm excited about the running back position. We still need to improve the um offensive line though. So
1: uh I got I got some things I got. All right,
0: so so Ross. <laughs> what what's your opinion on David Montgomery? Because me and you talked about this for a, and we're, me and me and Ross are fans, dude. I, I've I player. like how they're I like how they're using Montgomery, and I think that that he's going to be a huge asset to you guys. It's big test so, against I'm the in, Raiders. So, but you go ahead, Ross. Give us what so, what do you got? So let's let's get everyone
1: my perspective clear. I come from a kind of a more coaching kind of put your players in the best situation to succeed. My mm-hmm. biggest concern with Montgomery is yes, they should lean on him, but twenty-three carries out of what sixty plays, fifty plays, what was it? What we got for plays right here? Somewhere I mean, around, I think yeah, it was somewhere around sixty. Plays. I think they had fifty-seven. Yeah. So my problem is, is that that's a lot of work on one guy. Twenty-three carries, one hundred and six yards, two tutties. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. The thing is, is that I would like to see that number closer to fifteen. And use that extra five in the receiving game just because it's such a bruising position because you look at Montgomery, he had thirty uh twenty-three carries. Damian Williams, the next guy behind him, only eight. You know? Yeah. I just,
2: the Rams game he was used really well, but they lost, and it's like that's that'd be a time, that'd be a way to yeah. use him like six point eight yards a carry, like you're yeah. saying.
1: Yeah, it's just my concern is with it when they start getting into the high 20s in the game or in mid 20s with carries, you start seeing injuries, you start seeing wear and tear. I mean, look at the Patriots. We lost Ramondre Stevenson, we lost uh, JJ for a period of time, and then we had Harris out for a period of time. You can't expect to run these guys between 20 and 30 times a game and then expect them to be fresh for the next week.
0: So, oh, yeah, and now he's yeah. out
2: a month, so. Point. you're that's
1: right exactly. so <laughs> hey, hold, hold
0: on and- f- hold on for one second let's pause the show for one second we all enjoyed that yankee beatdown oh, fuck thanks. fuck the yankees we all enjoy <laughs> everybody in boston loved that yankee beatdown film that's a that is a a that's not even a question that is a statement yes everybody in boston loved the yankee beatdown i got yeah. i have a good
1: I have a good story about it. Um, We'll save that to the end if we have uh, more time. But I do have an hilarious story about that game if we have time for it towards the end. So something for you guys to look forward to. Um, But my last thing on the Bears in general, and Red Sox win. Great. Fantastic. I'm very happy. Um, But I would very much like to see David Montgomery have his carries cut down, but maybe put him more into the passing game. And then with Allen Robinson, try to run a couple of running plays off of him, maybe an outside sweep. You know, he's a big dude. He can do more than they're giving him credit for. And I think if they can move some of those carries over to, say, Allen Robinson, Williams, you're going to have better longevity out of your running core. That's just my opinion.
2: (laughs) I No, I agree with you. I, I agree. Like, mix it up, mix up the bag. Um, and well, it you would saw... also
0: keep it would also keep David Montgomery fresh too, which would yeah. definitely benefit you guys as well.
2: Well, and Williams, Damian Williams looked all right. Or is that his name? No, he's yeah, not a bad Daniel runner, runs. dude. Yeah, he's, he's not, not bad. a bad runner at all. He looks bad. He looks all, all right.
1: The, but they only gave him the rock eight times during the game, right? That's what to, I was saying. Like, 20 get the ball more, you know? I,
2: I, 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 like I was like,
1: see them rotate better, true. you know?
2: I agree. Yeah, hey, no, I'm with you. 100
1: yes.
0: Yes. Yes, it does. Roy fact. I that think we should Andy get into that. Absolutely made up for that facts. That's a fact.
2: Well, we can maybe preview the, uh, the Raiders game, but well, actually the, the one thing I want to say about the bears, are we, are we, um,
0: go ahead, dude, make your statement. Yeah. You're the good. Bears. Yeah, With make the bears. So the good.
2: defense, the defense, man, there was like a few moments on that defense, like during that game. And this is all, this is all I want to say about the defense. Like I was like nerding out. I was like, dude, this is some old school Bears. Like, this is some dominate like cause this is the Lions, man. So th- I'm used to seeing this and I love to see it again. Just I remember whenever we were at the goal line, they're at the they're at the red zone twice and they just wreaked havoc on uh on goff the defense they're just all over him and goff just couldn't handle it man he just threw an interception and he uh and then he went three and out the one time in the in the red zone it was just like it was great it was it was so great the defense if not for that the defense like, that
0: was like old school chicago d though that was like that was like old school chicago d they they look good dude man.
2: dude they, look they did
0: look good the linebackers were all ogletree was insane that game
2: like the uh fourth linebacker Oh my God. It was, he was all over the place.
1: 10 like, tackles.
2: Uh, yeah. 10. Yeah. Tackles. He was insane. Some,
1: some guys don't get that a whole season. He had 10 tackles and two assisted tackles. The and put he's out not he, tackles.
2: He's not even like the mate. Like he's, he's like the one, he's like the floater. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, yeah, that's amazing. He's not even in the middle all the time. So it's just like, you were just all over the place, buddy. I loved it. Um, I mean, like, and Jalen and you, Johnson too was amazing. He was great. Again, Even better. again, the,
1: you guys forced two fumbles and you mm-hmm. had four oh, yeah. sacks on the Forgot game. About that. And how many almost sacks, you know, did you have during that game? He was running. Yeah, for especially a in the
2: red zone. The was, red zone, he was it was just like they couldn't do anything in the red zone. The Bears were just like <sighs> like it was it was awesome to see. They were just see, old and...
0: school, that's old school Chicago D stand stand yeah. tall in the red zone.
2: It was it was uh, awesome. Yes. I loved it. So it was it was amazing, but it is the Lions. This is the real test right here. And I'm going to the beat ups with my buddy. Uh my buddy shout out to my friend Schmidty. Uh, he's a huge Raiders fan, like the biggest Raiders fan I know. So we're we're gonna go there and I'm gonna watch my team beat his team's ass. And he's gonna think that he's gonna think his team's going to playoffs, but we're gonna play spoilers. So that's all I have to say about the about the Bears, you know. Shout out to Ogletree. Tree, shout out to uh what is his name? V- Villa? Vilva? I forgot his name. But that that one D back who's really good. Who's kind of like uh, under hyped. Jalen Johnson uh, was playing amazing. Eddie Jackson's been back to back to par. So uh, and obviously Mac Mac and Smith. Everybody knows that they always playing good. So that's all I got to say about my Bears. Good good win. It is the Lions, so we expected it
0: but you guys did but see the important thing is fields did what he needed to do he the did. offense did what they needed to do and the defense showed up and just just you know they 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 choked the life out of out of Detroit like it was an it was a t, a very good team win for the bears both sides it was. of the football both sides of the football contributed and it was a really good team win
2: yeah, it, it was, and and you can see the chemistry between. Well, and like Darnell Mooney and Fields hang out and uh, constantly all the time. Um, that's always nice to see. You know what I mean? Like you got you got this young wide receiver and our number one quarterback hanging out. So I'm excited. The future is incredibly bright, especially on uh, well on both sides of the on the ball. Honestly, both sides of the ball. Very bright. Very young team. So Not I'm ready. Yeah,
0: definitely. Definitely. So let's jump. Let's uh. let's uh. get back <laughs> on the up yours, New York uh, express. Let's get and it. We're going to, we're going to take off and land that land that, that plane back in Boston here and talk about the latest piece of Patriots news that dropped this morning. And that was the fact that Stefan Gilmore is no longer a new England Patriot. He is no longer with the Patriots. He belongs to the Carolina Panthers. Now, the Patriots getting back a 2023 6th round pick um shocking. I I I was losing confidence that he would return every kind of week that went by. Um the longer the time that went by, the the less confidence I had that he would he would be coming back. Now I I had said a couple of like earlier on a couple a few episodes ago, JD. Remember, I I I had said something to the point of where I didn't think it was really injury related. I think this was more of a contract negotiation ploy, and I think it was just too like I think Gilmore and the Patch just couldn't they couldn't see eye eye to eye. I, I just think they couldn't see eye to eye. I think it was, it was like, I, I don't think it's injury. I I think, I think honestly, I think Gilmore is, is fine. Injury wise. I think he's recovering fine or he's, he's even you know better. I think they put him in that spot to see if they could, they could work negotiations out. And when it became clear to Belichick that him and, 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 you know Stefan and Gilmore weren't weren't going to see eye to eye they just they they did him a solid and and just you know he let him go he let him go to a different team like he let him go to a different team and i just think like like the nfl nowadays dude let's let's it's these guys realize that they have they have a there's an expiration date on these guys you know so it's, oh, yeah. it's the 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 you see more and more nowadays like like business decisions start coming into into play like he Like, like Stefan put out a really good, a really good, um, like letter to the fans and letter to the organization. And it didn't seem like there was any ill will. It was just, I I just think they couldn't, they couldn't come to an agreement. I think Stefan thought he was worth more money to, you know, than, than Bill did. And they, they tried to work it out. And, and, and Bill just wasn't going to, you know, you know, possibly Bill just wasn't going to budge We're, you know, now you can add in the fact, like, we're, we're like the Patriots trying to trade him from the start or like maybe his injury was worse than initially, initially thought or both or or all three, you know, or all three could be all three reasons could be considered. But to me, I just think it's a business thing. I, I think they tried to see eye to eye. And it, and it just didn't happen. And when, and Bill didn't want to like, like the same thing with Brady, Brady and Bill tried to see eye to eye. And it just wasn't, it just wasn't going to happen. Brady and Bill were in two different spots in their mind frame on where the team needed to be. And, and he just, he let, he, he like, like he let Brady go. He let Stefan, he let Stefan go. Like that's, I mean, Ross, what do you, I mean, I'll move over to you. What do you, what do you think? I mean, that's, that's kind of just how I look at it. So I, I have
1: three major sh- uh, thoughts on this trade. So th-
0: the first thing a lot of fans
1: don't realize is contract negotiations are awful. They're like, tough, dude.
0: They're really tough.
1: And what we don't see the behind-the-scenes stuff is is that we don't know how stringent Stefan Gilmore's contract is. The problem being is, is that if he structured it accordingly – his trade clause could be his choice of team and whether or not he wants to be traded. So first and foremost, you know, considering that he's coming back from injury, he's getting over over his thirties. The sixth round pick is not great, but it's also we could have gotten nothing either. Next part is we don't have many trade partners in the NFL. So again,
0: what we want to remember here is.
1: Not when a lot of teams
0: t- like us, Ross. Let's be realistic. Not a lot of teams are willing to de- willing to because they know who we are. They, they yep. know they know what happens to players that come here. They Bill puts them in a in a spot to succeed and they and they they blow up. Well, and here's the
1: here's the other issue is let's so let's take money and contract off the table. Like, can we make our secondary work without Gilmore? Absolutely. We've shown it through multiple games. The secondary has not been the problem by any means. So we have a star player we can't afford, and at the end of the day, he's getting into his thirties. Like I love Gilmore as much as anyone. I have a jersey of his, but at the end of the day, we need to establish trade partners. Number one, number two, we needed at least some sort of pick to bulk up our our, our line situation. And the last point is, we're making space for an acquisition. What we need right now. As Phil has said in the comments multiple times, and I think on other shows as well, is the fact we need a tackle and we might need an extra running back to shore up with all the injuries we're just keep happening. Because we, like, I mean, we have JJ, we have Harris, we have Ramondre, and we keep having to cycle them out. I think there's a trade on the horizon that
0: we needed that space for. And that opens us up to what was it, 10 million?
1: it uh, opens probably, I
0: think it opens ten million up in cap space for the past,
1: yeah, including the eighty grand that we had we were under the cap space. So again, I feel like we're gonna grab a middling tackle to help us get us through the season since Trent Brown can't stay
0: healthy for more than a week. So again, my point dude, is that dude I can't mean, pull a muscle. He, that that dude farts and pulls a muscle.
1: So what I'll say to the fans <laughs> here is don't look at just the trade as the face value. There's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that it can be a definite advantage for this for this football club. Keep that in mind as we go forward, um, because we weren't going to be able to afford him. We couldn't afford twenty million for this guy. We would have had to get rid of a bunch of pieces that essentially holding onto a player we don't exactly need right now. That's my opinion. JD,
0: what do you? I think? I would say
2: this. I would say this that if if you. If you take Brady, Tom Brady, the greatest player of all time, six, no, seven rings, six with your franchise, if you take him to the fourth quarter and uh, with five minutes left, you don't know who's going to win the game, then you probably don't have secondary issues. There's probably a chance that your secondary problems are pretty, like they're minuscule at, at best. Because Tom Brady, if you have a bad secondary, he will exploit the shit out of it. So, yep. uh, I will say that uh, that Belichick looked at that and said, Okay, all right, Gilmore, see ya. I'm not gonna pay you anymore, I don't need you anymore. My young guys clearly got this because they, they, I mean, they, you guys went to the wire against Brady, man. It was to the wire, so uh, I don't see, uh, I don't see them having a problem. Yeah, JC Jackson, uh, that's how I, I said that right, didn't I? JC Jackson, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, was, yeah. he was great. It was amazing. Him and Evans were having battles, and and then Brown uh, and him. It was it was. and he was in the middle for. He was bouncing all over the place. He was a player, so yeah. Wh- who needs Gilmore?
1: The who needs the him? secondary made the Tampa Bay Buccaneers look one dimensional. Like, the the Patriots the secondary made it
0: miserable for the Bucks receivers all night. They were all over them. They played great.
1: All yeah, they had was downs. All they had was downs. and that's. That's the only way you can beat Tom Brady. We almost did. Minus one. Oh, in the red goal. zone that too. Yep. Without
2: Gronk, Pfft. he was yeah. With that
1: secondary, then, without they, Gronk. But they already GG. have a solid tight end other than Gronk. He got that young he kid catch for shit. Bray, he
0: dropped got, like four Cameron, passes. Cameron, big, Cameron God, He was bad though. Yeah, he was but
1: we was terrible were, we were that game. Pop, but we were well, popping the, guys at the line. Yeah, we, we that's weren't why. Doing it in any other game, because they were he hitting that young kid at the line. And throwing him off his routes from the You're start.
0: Right. Yeah, and he was. He couldn't handle it. We've been screaming about it. We've been screaming about Bobby and J.D. <laughs> yeah. So you right. So let's let's kind of stick with the Pats here, right? Let's stick with the Patriots. Um. The. The Pats have got to continue this this momentum that they have from the Bucs game. The great showing that Mac Jones had, the secondary once again stepping up. Just overall, they have to continue this momentum going forward. Um, This is an important game coming up against the Texans because this is a team that the Patriots (laughs) should beat. If they lose this game, Mac Jones for his cause has got to prove that he can – that he can go out, sling it, and win a game, and have and have a good game. Just for th- this game important for Mac Jones's confidence. He, they need this win for him. On top of it all, um, and and they they um, they, they just they need they need the win for for Jones's confidence. He's got to show out, and they they they. I, I want to see, I want to see the Mac Jones that I saw in the in the Tampa Bay game, just roll, roll completely into the, the Texans game. And like the same, I want to see the same game plan too. The tight ends were involved that, you know, everybody Jones was, was very Brady esque where it was throwing. He was was, accurate. He was throwing the football. All it was, there was no kind of favorite target. It was just a dart to whoever was open. It was a dart to whoever was open, which that's, that is the key to a good court. It's You find the open guy and you just put a dart on it. You know, you throw a dart to him and let him do his thing. And the the touchdowns to Hunter Henry and John Smith were perfectly thrown. They were great. Like, we have got to stay with that. Um, Stay, you know, with the tight ends involved in the game plan. Um, And we, this, the Patriots need to beat this team by, by double digits or more Uh like double digit win. Because the Texans are not a good football team, they need to they regain their confidence. They are not a good football team. They, we should absolutely. The Patriots, even in a weakened form, you know, with the with the line banged up and with the running, you know, the running back situation, they, we should still beat this team. But I'm curious yeah. to know what what Ross and and you think there, JD. That's that's my thought. So we'll Take we'll go away, Ross. Uh, Ross. What do you think?
1: Well, can I take two seconds to um, answer a question by Bill Tourette Turtlet, excuse me, from five thirty-nine. Yeah, 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 yep. So I, I, me and Bobby had this conversation. Um, I got very depressed after the Orioles game um, with our pitching core and batting, and I was the first person depressingly saying, "If we we may not make the playoffs," I was. Uh, Again, I'm going to take that one right on the chin. Honestly, like I was looking at our pitching core, like freaking Garrett, like just choking games at the end, letting four runs in one inning. I was not at a good point at that point. I was completely (laughs) wrong. They made it to the playoffs. They beat the Yankees at home. You know, I am very happy for it, but I was, I was thinking the worst at that point. So Bill, you're absolutely right. I should not have got doubted my Red Sox, but at the end of the day, I was looking at our pitching core, and it was painful.
0: It it was tough. Like it was tough though, because the for the good part of, the, for the better part of the the second half of the season, the pitch like the bullpen was it was not good. They, I mean, granted they they showed up last night, but that was you know it was you know the the ill feelings were granted. They were warranted because of the performance prior. mm Hmm. But we'll yeah, get into again. that for sure. We're we're definitely yeah, exactly. gonna we're definitely gonna dive into the Red Sox.
1: I, I just didn't want Bill to think I was ignoring his comment because yes, I was completely wrong.
0: <laughs> but I'm I'm curious to know what you guys think about the uh, about the Pats. Um, what what do, what do you what do you think there, JD?
2: So uh, and I'm glad Dante just joined the chat. So. So this is a game where where his Houston Texans are facing your New England Patriots, yes. and it's very interesting because they're both young teams. The, the difference is, I would say that the Patriots kind of have a lot more like um, put together at this point in time. Uh, if if um, Tyrod Taylor was starting, which I believe he's not still, right? He's still out.
0: I think he's I still out. Check. I believe
2: that is the case. If, if he's still out, which I assume he is at this moment in time, I got 100% the Patriots to win this game. I think they're going to run the ball all over the field. It's probably going to be 150 uh, yards running. And I think that honestly, I think you talk about you talk about um, loosening the leash on Mac Jones. This is the perfect game. To just loose let it the all, just yeah. Let, let it all loose. hang out
0: and just try just anything. Yeah, throw it, yeah.
2: man. Get an early lead, control the time possession, get two-score lead, then just go wild with Mac Jones. Just let him get some confidence in this game. Uh now, if it if it starts to go sideways, that could be very bad for the Patriots. If they end this, if the if the Texans play spoiler and the Patriots are one and four, if I'm the Patriots, if I'm you guys. I'm hitting the panic, the giant red panic button. This is an absolute (laughs) must win. You can't lose this game. And, uh, yeah, Dante says, yep, Tyrod Taylor's out, and we effing stink. Uh, And... It is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not the Texans' year. Sometimes the Texans are a really, really good team. No no joke. They really actually are. Um, they. I don't know if the coach is right. I don't know if the quarterback's right yet. We will see in the future. But this year, the Texans are probably going to only win a couple games. And I think the Patriots, this is, like I said, this is an absolute must win. The Patriots lose this game. That's 1-4. They're not making the playoffs. zero chance they make the playoffs if they lose this game zero chance so this is an absolute must win what's your thoughts Bobby
0: Uh, dude I've already I've already said this this they can't lose like this is probably one of if not this is one of the three worst teams in the league we are definitely better even in a weakened state we are definitely better than this team we should absolutely demolish this team and if we don't it's a serious concern that's all I'm gonna that's all I'm gonna say we should dominate offensively we should dominate defensively and then obviously i mean every aspect of the game we should be better than them and if it's, well, and if we're not it's it's it's, it's it a needs concern. to be a statement that's game all I'll say. it needs to be that's all i say and i'll and i'll just game. leave it for ross but that's all i'm going to say
1: yeah i'm going to keep it real short this needs to be a statement game and like i'm not saying no team as you know any given sunday a team can win but based on what we're looking at, talent wise, roster wise, and everything else, we really need to make this a decisive victory to show generally that we are going to be more than just a middling team in the NFL. We need to know that we can keep up with the teams like the Cowboys and, you know, quarterbacks like Dak Prescott, because we got coming up soon on the schedule one of the best off- offensive teams almost in the NFL
0: that's the Cowboys and you that that's a know. perfect that's a perfect transition too because I like we can't overlook the Texans for the Cowboys we have to beat the Texans yep. first before we get to the Cowboys yeah because I I got a feeling that if like we we just can't do that like we got to focus on the Texans let's take them but I but the Cowboys Ross absolutely that is a that is one of the best teams in the league through what five weeks, four weeks now. It's they are one of the best teams in the league that they're, they're good, man. Cowboys are good. Dak is a Dak is a smart quarterback. The secondary is going to have to be on their game. Um, and, and the defense, the defensive, the, the, the front seven for Dallas has played really, really good. So it's, but yep. we can't get ahead. You know, like we have got to let's let's beat the Texans and worry about them and then focus on on because the real test, the real test starts next week with the with the with Dallas, and then we have a bunch of games after that after that Dallas game that are gonna be very tough for this team. Oh so yeah, we have, got to win the, we have gotta win the games that we are that we have that we know we can win. But the tech tex Dallas is gonna be a Massive test for this team.
1: And now, and now, before you move on, can you just pull up Bill from five forty-three, just quick, because this is directly towards you. I mean, I'll read it off for you, but uh, Bob, go for it. Go for
0: it. Oh, here we go. I got it. I got it.
1: Okay, good. So, again, just to quickly cover, because we we touched on, if I want to kind of get your opinion for them.
0: Uh, so how do you? Oh, sorry. Go go ahead. Finish finish your thought, Russ. Oh,
1: no 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 no. I was saying, how do you think Mac Jones versus Dak Prescott in two weeks from now? What do you like based on what you've seen already? How do you see that playing out?
0: I th- that's going to be the the Patriot offense and Mac Jones is going to have to keep pace with Dallas's offense because Dal- Dallas is going to put points up. That receiving core, the two running backs, you know, between Lamb, Gallup, and um, Cooper, and then you have uh, uh, Zeke, who is running in peak Zeke form, and the change of pace back, quick, shifty Pollard. Uh, Pollard. That offense is going to put points up. It's Mac Jones's job to lead the to lead the Patriot offense down and keep pace. That's his job. So it's going to be a very interesting matchup because the Dallas defense is finally playing up to its potential. Um and they've they've kind of figured some stuff out. It it's, it's 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 yeah, he's Mac Jones is going to have to be the general on the field and keep pace with with Dak. He's going to have to play he's going to have to play point for point, touchdown for touchdown with him.
2: I don't even think Dak or I don't even think Mac is even Remotely in Dak's league But here's why It's not on Max It's not Max Okay I see them as the same type of guy You know what I mean They're really strong pocket guys Very efficient And they're guys with incredibly high potential Incredibly strong brains They have a long way to go uh, And a huge upside But The thing is Dak is like three-fourths there He's already three-fourths reaching his potential You saw him just Week one Dak was just insane like I've never seen that Dak Prescott before and he changed my entire perspective on how good he can be so um the
0: Buccaneers that was the Buccaneers defense at full strength
2: exactly and he was just he was phenomenal he was fitting the balls in places um that I've never seen him fit before that I haven't seen that many quarterbacks fit before so he was he was very impressive um, and I think that if Mac Jones does become somebody who is similar to Dak Prescott, or if he could be that efficient type of guy, that pocket guy, that reliable leader, like Dak Prescott, he's, he's like, again, he's year one Dak Prescott, which was dink and dunk, you know, starting to sprinkle in little by little. I just think that, uh, it is what it is. You got to take your time with him. What do you
0: think, what do you Ross? Think, Ross, what do you got? I mean, again, it's one of those
1: games we're not going to know. Because, again, the only offensive powerhouse we've really played, let's be honest, is the Buccaneers. But we were able to keep Tom Brady out of the end zone, passing-wise. If we could do the same thing to Dak Prescott, we could run away with this game. We really could. Um, I think our secondary is going to be kind of their Achilles heel to the
0: Dallas they're gonna the secondary is gonna be really busy in that game
1: yep um so what I will say is if we can contain the passing game and at least be reasonable about the running game with Ezekiel Elliott I think this is anyone's ball game I'm not gonna say that back is up to Dak's level yet but what I am gonna say is I kind of like our offensive pieces a little bit better than Dallas's at least for our style of play I like our tight end core better. Hmm. I like our running game better. And I, coaching, I think, is far better. Again, my personal opinion.
2: As of now, I got Dallas right now. In week one, I had, when we were talking about it, we, we like talked about the whole schedule. I had uh, New England, so that's funny. I, I've gone back and forth. But right now, I got Dallas in that game. Um, if New England blows out Houston maybe i reevaluate my thought i don't know it's pretty it is pretty close though i'm not going to say that uh that it's definitive right
0: so let's before we 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 kind of get out of the bears and the the pats talk let's i want to ask you one more question jd just to get your opinion on it mm-hmm. and it's got to do with with uh the bears the bears the bears sure no bears so the bears,
2: yes, so, sir.
0: The bears officially announced that fields will they finally announced the starter. He's starting. They have said it. They have announced yes. it. he will start. Should should he just be the starter going forward and not like should they just leave this alone and be like yeah he's he's the starter. Leave it alone. Like we're, we're not yes. enter- we're not even entertaining this. He's the starter.
2: Yes he's the starter the fact that the fact that this is even a conversation shows you how dysfunctional and how weird the bears are especially matt nagy in this situation here's the thing i'm willing to forget this whole little five week saga i'm willing to go forward just forget it all right matt Nagy, you're the coach or the leader whatever maybe you have some scheme thing maybe you know bill laser and you work together well and he's just better i don't i don't really care all i care about is the w i just want the win um that's it so if we can get more wins, if we can stack some wins, if we win against the Raiders, I'll be very happy. If we get blown out, I'll be very upset with Matt Nagy because he is on the hot seat. And no matter how much uh off the hot seat, um, I I, I um no matter no no matter how much like no matter how much success or unsuccess he has this season, he'll be on the hot seat because I just don't know what I get from him. Like I like I said earlier in the season, I was much more defensive of Nagy. A lot of Bears fans were coming after him and stuff like that. And I I know we're talking about Fields right now, but I'll get into that point. Um, The reason why I couldn't evaluate Fields right away is because of Matt Nagy is kind of where I'm getting at. I'll I'll just round it out to that. Because of his instability, his constant media presence, his constant comments to ESPN or whatever – I don't know what I'm getting because he's sending all these mixed messages. He's pretending that Andy Dalton is clearly the better guy in practice. He's pretending that Nick Foles might be a better, a better uh, person. But literally every other coach, especially on the offensive side of the ball, is saying that Justin Fields is better. So he's, a, he's on an island. He's alone. All the media, Chicago media, wants Justin Fields to start. All the coaches, all the offensive coaches want him to start. The players want Justin Fields to start. Everyone wants him to start, except for Matt Nagy and Andy Dalton, probably. So, at this point, like I asked, I talked about it earlier. Like, why is he the coach? I'll kind of move past that. I just wanted to like reiterate all of that crap because that is a lot of crap for Justin Fields to overcome. Which I don't know if he can overcome that. Like, he has all this raw potential, but can he overcome? They shouldn't this even. They
0: shouldn't even be entertaining that Justin Fields should be the this starter is, going forward. Andy, probably, Dalton. Andy yeah. Dalton is a is a. Andy Dalton is a dumpster fire, doused in gasoline, lit on fire, and it's floating down Shit's Creek. It is it's enough. floating down Shit's Creek? Enough of that. Enough creek. of that crap. Enough of that. It, enough even, of it. The fact that you're even com- like, no, no, Chicago, no Nagy, Chicago Bears fans everywhere. No, 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 and no. Furthermore, Justin Fields is your starter going forward. He is, and that is that. That's it. That's that. And, like, furthermore, with that, there were certain throws
2: that he made that I'm just thinking to myself, I'm just like, how could he not be the starter the whole time? Like, he, Andy Dalton has never thrown the ball with that much velocity. Nick Foles has never thrown the ball with that. Like, that throw to Mooney. I know it was one throw, but that throw in the preseason too. These little flashes of greatness with his arm. I'm not talking about his legs. Forget his legs for a minute. Pretend he doesn't even run because he does that's nice too but like pretend he doesn't run his arm is way better than Andy Dalton and uh and Nick Foles so this should have never been a question uh Matt Nagy had this dream scenario where he puts him in just like uh Patrick Mahomes when he's already in playoff position with Andy Dalton Andy Dalton's not that guy this isn't that roster this isn't that team uh this isn't Alex Smith this isn't that team so yeah I agree Justin Fields Good luck, buddy. You are the franchise. You're everything to us. We ride and die with you. We will choose you over Matt Nagy. If Matt Nagy gets fired and the next coach gets fired, that's okay. You're the quarterback. End of discussion. <laughs> uh,
1: and
0: to, or, to, to answer that, just to answer a quick question about Josh Gordon, that dude's going to be high as fuck by week nine <laughs> and out of the league. So that's that. Uh, then you and just and stop I testing wanted- for
2: pot.
1: <laughs> he's they, done. They Josh Gordon's me.
0: gonna be yeah. out of the league by week nine. He End can't of story. Stop. What, what we're in week, we're in week five, right? Yeah, yeah. He'll be out of the league in a month. He'll show up to he'll show up to the Chiefs practice facility in a in a fishbowl, whatever he's got. And and yeah, done. 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 He's <laughs> don't even Gordon's on like <laughs> chance number fifteen. <laughs> I uh, I don't
2: understand
1: it.
0: Now, no. No. I done.
1: Uh, now Again, there was a couple points like back to uh, the Pats on the Texans game. There's just there's a couple things I wanna see. I wanna see the secondary hold out. I wanna see Mac sling the frickin' ball. We gotta build from that Tampa game. And we need to get that stupid run game going. Oh my god. It was painful not being able to see the rushing game set up the passing game. And we gotta use these talented running backs. If the run's not working. Use them in the passing game. Like, I'm sorry, but it's like all of our running backs that we have can't catch a football. There's not Sony Michelle of, you know, uh, like 20, what was it, 2017 when he was dropping balls. You know, like we got the talent. Use it. So that was all I wanted to say on the Pat subject that we
0: were covering earlier. For sure. So my next question is going to be for both of you guys. I just want to throw it out to you. And I want to get both of your opinions on it. So, um, the Miami Dolphins have eighty million dollars in cap space. Holy shit! Right? Wow. Um, Did not know that. From their previous, from their previous draft movement, they have two first-round picks. So, put this together: eighty million dollars and two first-round picks. Um and with the current injury to, to Tua who I think is is not that you know he's not there to start with um JD Ross if you're the Miami Dolphins are you calling the Texans and asking for Watson would you entertain that or not
1: I'll start with I'll start
0: with I'll start with I'll start with Ross, and then we'll go to okay. JD. Oh, okay, okay.
1: Uh, I mean, again, like the annoying thing is I don't want to see it because I don't want Watson in our division whatsoever, unless he's playing for us. But you know that ship sailed, as we know The the Miami has eighty million in open cap space already, and then secondly, they got a first round draft pick from the Forty ers from the latest draft and from what we know from news sources is that they have leg a leg up in negotiations with the Texans. Like it's looking, it's not looking great, but also, Oh God, I just don't want to see it, man. I really don't want to see it with, with the talent they got on that team with an experienced dynamic quarterback, it will make our division very difficult for us.
0: Definitely, definitely. What do you got, JD?
2: I mean, it's just hard for me to evaluate such things when I when I don't un, when I don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. Like we yeah, have an sure. idea that there was some sort of uh, that there was some sort of like assault that took place, or or some sort of
0: yeah um, yeah. We yeah, don't know the whole we don't, we don't know, know the, the whole, whole story whole though. On what what's so? Like- is he
2: gonna going to go away? On. Is he going to go to prison? Is he going to lose all his contract? Like, I don't know. So it's hard for me to say. Like, oh, trade for him. You know what I mean? Like, if if it is just like you know an embarrassing like Houston thing, and you know kind of it, it kind of like he has to make, make a, reach a settlement,
0: and so let, let's do this then, right? Let, let's do this. Let's sure. say hypothetically he's okay. found. Let's say hypothetically he's found innocent.
2: Oh yeah, you trade for him in a heartbeat.
0: So I'll throw that in there. Yeah. So let's say hypothetically he's found innocent and he's cl- and he's cleared.
2: Yeah, why would they trade him though? If they if he's innocent, because why are they trading him? one
0: they for so here's why they would trade him. For mm-hmm. that one piece they could get eight or six, you know. They could get three Probably draft true. picks he's in possible, trouble. They could get two or, or they could get four players or or you know, four possible mm-hmm. play, you know, two players. And I guess he team. does
2: one out of Houston, huh? I guess he yeah
0: the haul that they could get for him would be worth more than what he is.
2: I mean, I, I I would, I would do it if I'm the dolphins, I would do it, especially if he's, if he's like cleared of all wrongdoing or something like that, or if he even reaches a settlement, I would do it because I mean, again, I don't know what's happening here. You know what I mean? Like I, I, it's hard for me to to say yes or no, but if he is cleared of, of problems, he's a talented guy uh and you got you have a defensive coach so you just need a good quarterback yeah if you're the if you're the dolphins you want that guy 100
0: why wouldn't you right if he comes yeah, to some exactly. sort of a settlement or if he's found that nothing you know or if they they do like a continue without a finding or some sort of something, something like where that. it's like nothing there's going to be no punishment on his end why wouldn't you if you're a team that needs a quarterback
2: yeah, you you move cities and basically it all you move on. You, it all kind of goes behind you. It's in the past now, and you get a fresh start. Yeah. Now, if if things if you mess up things over there, now you're just kind of out of the league. But at the same time, everyone deserves a second chance. I would say.
1: Yeah, you know, my only last point I'll make on it is, he has said he will not play for the Texans, even if he's healthy, True. even if things are done. So they have no option. Their only chance is to shop for the most amount of money and most amount of picks good because again, yeah. they're in rebuild mode.
0: Who's gonna Who's gonna give them the most the the most form? Yeah, it's no a question. very disgruntled situation down there. Watson doesn't want to play for them. He's angry with how they've handled the whole situation. It, it's not a good. It'll be interesting to see how that fold that unfolds, especially like you said, JD. If he's if he comes to a settlement or if it's cleared if the, if stuff is cleared or he reaches a settlement and moves on that like there's going to be teams lined up to lined up to talk to him over the years
2: nine i've developed this like callousness for these types of accusations not necessarily sexual but all types of accusations when it comes to athletes and any rich person because i know that nine out of 10 times it's usually just tr- a person trying to get a cash grab from somebody, and it's not very, it's not true. But clearly, this one isn't going away. That makes me think something, something probably where there's did smoke, happen there's here. There's, yeah, where there's smoke, there's be. fire. It's got to be something going on here. So I, I don't know. And and since we don't know, it's hard for us to say yes or no. But yeah, again, if it's cleared, you want to and you want to lowball them too. I would say like two and a first rounder. That's it. You know, mm-hmm. try to lowball the shit out of them. <laughs> So that's that's what I would do if I'm the Dolphins.
0: Well, yeah, because you use the whole situation to your advantage if you're negotiating.
2: Yeah, I'd be like, well, this guy's got off the field problems, so why would I want him? I'll, I'll give you a first rounder, though, and then so if he turns I'll, out to be good, great.
0: I'll start with you on this one too, JD. Here's another one. Here's another okay. whopper for you. Let's get it? Right? <laughs> the Urban Meyer situation and the video <laughs> oh, that no. came out. Oh no oh no married dude and he's got some hot little little thing grinding up like that bad like if you're a married dude and something like that's going down there should be like red alarm bells just going off around you it should be like defcon 5 in your mind but Mm clearly clearly urban meyer is a absolute disaster so what do you what are your thoughts on that whole situation going on down there?
2: To me, this goes beyond infidelity. This goes beyond he was married, he shouldn't be there, he shouldn't be with, you know, other women cuz he's married. It goes beyond that because you are the CEO of a multi-billion dollar business. When you're the NFL coach, you're essentially or I guess you're the vice CEO. You're one of the top executives of a huge company and how do you spend your free time you're at a college bar getting grinded by some like 22 year old chick really and then of course like this is what blows my mind the most like beyond all of that like you don't have the self-awareness to realize that we're living in 2021 where people can just pop their phone out and record you and put it on youtube are you serious and the people video, know the videos who you went are? viral.
0: they all the videos and the footage oh. went viral in like an hour Urban Meyer's
2: awareness is astonishingly low. Like, it's astounding how, like, little awareness he has shown in this situation. But I want to pass it to you,
1: Ross, because that's all I have to say. It's just amazingly low uh, awareness. So, unfortunately, when you see college coaches come in the NFL, a lot of things are very different from them. They don't have a booster club covering every sin that happens. (laughs) Oh, my God, that's true. It's so true. I mean, again, let, let's, again look up any slew of stories from oh any Florida colleges back in the day with Shannon Sharp and these guys and the shenanigans they got up to. Cringe. These guys don't have any fears about their behavior. And then when they get to the NFL and they're under that microscope and they don't have a booster club, like, oh, okay, don't cover this story. You know, that's where we get into it. And I think the thing that was the bigger problem with this infidelity is a personal problem. But the problem is, is he was on company time and didn't take the flight back with the team, and did this.
2: Exactly. It is where
1: like I swear, like this CEO doesn't care that he had an affair or any of that crap. What he cares about is he got off the plane to stay in Ohio to flirt with coeds, like right. <laughs> it's bad. What are you doing? As <laughs> me and J- me and Bobby have talked about, it's like that that USC position is looking really good to him right now.
0: So, so I want to take this just one more little step further, and I'll start Ooh, with yep. you again, JD. Right? Mm-hmm. Sure. If, if if one, this absolutely shows me that this, the dude was not ready for the NFL. He was not ready. For the re- he was not ready for the scrutiny, for the responsibility, for the the leadership that was going to be asked of him. He was not ready for clearly, clearly not ready yep. for it. Um, let's say he loses his next like two games. Are they is Shad Khan – Are they going to fire him, or should they, should they fire him? I mean, here's the thing:
2: like he does have a lot of credibility in that area. So they, the owners can kind of do whatever they want because if they did fire him at this point, they'd have something to turn to and point to and say, hey, he hasn't handled himself professionally. We can't keep him out here. He's supposed to be the face of our franchise. We can't keep him out here looking like a, making us all look like fools. Um, but on the other hand, he is a, um, a huge part of the uh, Jacksonville area. Uh, they Obviously, from being the coach of Florida, bringing national titles there, he could probably lose for five years, and as long as the owner wants to keep him there, the fans wouldn't – I mean, the the fans, the fan, the couple fans that, that are there won't <laughs> say anything about it. They're not going to freak out too much the, the and put seven, too much. The
0: 17 fans that show up the to 17... games.
2: <laughs> the 17 Jacksonville fans wearing <laughs> – wearing, uh, what is it uh, – Damn we're it, six, where six of them are wear, jerseys, six you know. of
0: them are wearing the opposite the opposite team's gear.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, or like or they got David Gerrard jerseys or something or Reese <laughs> Jones drew, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> Absolutely. So no, it's I, 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 you know.
0: So, Ross, should they should they fire him or or so first of all <sighs> Was he re- he wasn't ready for this. That's how I feel. But do you think he is it is his tenure salvageable here, or should they just cut bait and just just move on?
1: Okay, so again, their re- their record saves a lot. So, as a man who's been in management for twenty years, you know, I look at certain things: one, decision making; two, behavior; and last but not least, um, how is he within the framework of a team? You know, say it's like. You're running a store or anything else. How does he work within that framework? My problem being is he's already made a piss poor decision by getting off a plane with his team and staying in town in Ohio to flirt with Coe. number one,
0: that short, oh, no. what a first maybe. of all, just I don't mean to interrupt you, but what a stupid, yeah. like, what a stupid, stupid, like, stupid, yeah. move. like you're an NFL, co- like, what are you?
2: You're you're stup- a celebrity stup- too. Yeah, like well known.
0: Stupid, stupid move. Yeah, everyone it, again, knows who he is. It, it
1: shows a lack of good decision making when you're not in that college atmosphere where you're completely, you know, blanketed by you know, no one's going to talk back about you to a place where he's under a microscope, and especially for this guy who's showing a terrible season. You got the number one drafted quarterback in the NFL draft, and you can't do anything with it. You got one of the best receivers in the league not catching footballs. You have an O-line that's Swiss cheese. His record is terrible. Again, I think he has some time. I don't think he's going to get fired for an affair, but he's going to get a stern warning about especially getting off that flight to spend time in Ohio. That was not a good decision. And as a manager, I'd be looking at him really closely for the next year or so and whether or not I'm going to make a big decision on him come the end of the season.
0: Dude, no, no doubt. Here's, and here's the thing, right? It's that, that leash that he, that he had just went from like a 10 foot, nice little retractable leash to a freaking choke collar. Mm-hmm.
1: Again, it, it's, you can't make that kind of piss poor decisions when you're representing an organization. You know yeah. what I'm saying?
0: well and and here's the thing so just just to like end it like 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 you're an NFL head coach you represent the brand too you know what i mean like you represent the team the team as a brand as well and they're not going to tolerate stuff like what like they're not going to tolerate stuff like that that that's putting their that's putting their brand in jeopardy and putting in and possibly take you know, taking money away from them. that is that any, any good NFL owner is going to be like, bro, you need to stop that or you are out of here.
2: I agree. And this is a team too, who, and I don't know how serious this is, but this is a team who um, has, uh, people are interested in this team for like London. London wants this team. They actually yeah, bad, want badly to buy badly. this team. So if you are out here looking like an absolute clown, like getting off, like you said, getting off the plane, then why would London, which is relatively dignified of a city, why would they want to buy? Why would they want to buy this team? It doesn't make any sense. So there's, that's another thing, too. The well, that owners, just adds
0: like, to the reasoning why, why they that just gives the, that gives ownership another reason why they should be like, OK, bud, see you later. Bye.
2: Yeah, you want to you want to build this team up to, into a winner if you're going to yeah. sell it. Yeah, no doubt. So interesting stuff, though, definitely.
0: So let's 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 kind of transition. Like we're going to stay on the quarterback topic, JD. Okay. And we're going to start off with a quarterback that's red hot right now. Kyla Murray. Me and you have talked about him. We've talked about oh, him on multiple amazing. episodes. That kid is lighting the league on fire right now. He is dude, oh, no. he's playing incredible, right? Like he is lighting the league on fire right now. He the pace that he's on is just it's uh, like otherworldly, dude. He he um th- they so they beat the they beat the Rams 37 to 20 and it wasn't even close. The, like it wasn't even like that what that game was out of hand well bef- well before the end though know, the very end of the game like it was they the cardinals put a beat down on on the rams and the rams defense is a good is very very good and they dropped tw- 37 on them that's this the yes. cards the like i've always thought for a long time that the the cardinals were like that bubble team where it was like, are you contenders or are you pretend like, uh, you know what I mean? Like right on that cusp of being a yeah, contender they or just seem being like, uh, uh, no, nah, we see right through you kind of team. But they, oh, dude, yeah. they're, they're on, they're on pace. They're a good team. For sure. The defense, they play very good complementary football. The defense gives Kyla Murray short fields to work with. And he capitalizes. He, he's taking advantage of, like they play very good complimentary football and Kyler Kyler's just he's on another level right now he's playing very very well
2: he's 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 ridiculous and a lot of it has to do with pretty good to above average I I would say pretty good maybe just solid solid O-line play but mostly The DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, Christian Kirk wide receiver. I mean, have we seen anything like this with with the accuracy of somebody like Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray, and a lot of people, when they think of a running quarterback, they think of guys like Michael Vick, Lamar Jackson, who aren't necessarily the most accurate pinpoint throwers. But nowadays, we got guys like Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. Who are? I mean, they're not necessarily like running guys like Michael Vick. They're not reckless runners, but they they Ooh. they have, they move. They move that pocket and they move you around and they move outside the pocket and they can pick up yards if you give it to them. Um, but they are pinpoint guys and uh, they some of those red zone throws, uh, especially to Hopkins, are just like his trust for Hopkins already in just one year with him is unbelievable. It's, stu-
0: it's stupid. It's Just throwing the triple covers all the time. He knows. He knows he can put that football within six feet of Hopkins and he'll go get it. Kyler oh. Murray
2: is has evolved too since college. He is special. Yeah. He's special.
0: Uh,
1: That's you want to hit this, this one to next, you go, hit go this one next ahead, Bobby? Ross. Oh my god, Kyler Murray. The Kevin Smith of the NFL. You know, uh, this this 5'8 quarterback just elusive stupidly talented giving me vibes of Russell Wilson of 5 years ago you know it is stupid i mean 24 for 32 268 all purpose passing yards two tutties. and even he was even there in the running game they didn't overuse him with the RPOs they gave him six carries for 39 yards he was averaging 6.5 on the on uh, per game I mean, he was third place amongst the running backs. <laughs> you
0: know, it's
2: like, yeah, it's unreal,
0: dude. And I'll dynamic I give him a lot too. of credit for too. I didn't yep. mean to. You know what? I give him no. a lot of credit for too. As as a kind of like hybrid running quarterback, he's tough as nails. He'll stand he in there. He'll stand in there and take a vicious hit to deliver a ball to like Kirk or Hopkins down like on a deep route. He'll stand in there and take a vicious hit in order to let a play develop so he can hit Kirk or D hop on a deep post or a deep cross. Yep.
2: And you yep. love to see it. I mean, you love to see how, uh, how much he trusts his guys, how dynamic Murray is and just how much he's grown in just such a short time. I mean, the sky is the limit as far as potential. He could win. I mean, he could, they, they, could, be, they could win the Super Bowl this year. They really could. They are in the mix. They are a good team. They're in the best division
1: in football, Leading it, so, uh, I mean me, for me personally, when I look at this, I look at five names that are linked with Kyler Murray, and it impresses the hell out of me. Chase Edmonds, James Connor, AJ. Green, DeAndre Hopkins, and Max Williams, like combined, they have put more yardage on that field against the Rams than some teams did in multiple games. It is stupid. It's ridiculous. Like, dude, Chase Edmonds getting 10 yards a carry? Out of 12 carries, he had 120 yards.
2: <laughs> yeah, because they're so scared of the pass game.
1: And look it's, at A.J. Yeah. Green and DeAndre Hopkins. like, And Max Williams. Like, 13.4, 16.8, 13.2. That's yards for every time they touch the ball. There's no reason not to win football games that way. There's none. And. This is against the L.A. Rams. This is not against the Lions. This is not against the Jets. This is coming from one of the best teams in football defensively. Great I think it's interesting here.
2: too because uh, Hopkins, Hopkins came from well, and Watt, but Hopkins came from Houston. Houston and Watt both left Hopkins, or they both left Houston. Houston now is like they got nothing basically. And
0: shambles. And yeah, and shambles.
2: Cardinals are just stacked now. Like they had. They're
0: a stack of talent now. It's ridiculous. It's love to see it. It yeah, dude. No, it's it's definitely like he's he's gonna be fun to watch this. Year. He's he's a guy that that they're gonna he he's he's a, the type of player that, that that's a that's a draw. You you turn it you turn a game on because he's playing in it. That's that's oh yeah that's what he yeah, that's what he's, he's enough.
2: Into. yeah definitely. I wanna I wanna watch him. Definitely, he's a great player
0: so let's go from one one. quarterback who's red hot to one who has shit the bed and uh let's let's talk about the shell of a quarterback known as ben roethlisberger (laughs) down there down there in 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 pittsburgh um he he doesn't look good man i'm not gonna lie he 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 looks like a a shell of his, of his former self. And I think this, this has got to be his last last year. And he does not look good. The, the, the ability I think for him to see the field and read a defense is, is definitely, definitely declining. Cause he's, uh, he's been fooled in multiple, multiple games. And just like, I, I don't know. I, I think we're, we're witness. I think we are witnessing the end of Ben Roethlisberger, um, you know, this, this season, I just, the, the offensive, I mean, it's a multitude of reasons that that's not helped. The O-line is not very good in Pittsburgh. They're, they're very porous. They're, they're extremely weak around the edge. Um, So that doesn't help an aging quarterback, you know, that's, that's kind of on the, in the twilight of his career. Um, it's, I like I said, there's a combination of things that just that just don't bode well for him. I, I just think he's losing it. I think he's he the the skill set is just is just declining. It, it, he misses wide open guys. He's overthrowing guys. the The, the chemistry with his receivers just isn't there. The, the The offensive line isn't good, so the run game's not there to help him to help him. It, it's just a. It's not good in Pittsburgh. They're offensive wise. They they don't. And then they, you know, and then when you don't have a good offense, you lean too heavy on the defense. And when you do that, you see what happens. They hold up for a certain amount of time, but they can't they just you can't rely on one end of the one end of the of the game, you know, fully because you you crack. By the end of the third quarter, the defense for Pittsburgh and all of their games has just been they've been gassed and they have nothing left in the fourth. And these teams just end up beating them because they run out of fuel. They run out of gas. But I, what do you what do you think though JD?
2: What I would say is specifically I'm going to go ahead and do this. I'm going to call out Ben Roethlisberger. This is this is <laughs> full full out. I'm just going to say this because he's he's full of crap. He's full of crap. He's been full of crap for about 6 years now. Um and 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 this is what I mean when when he talks to the media is full of crap. And it's it's weird because his coach is the exact opposite. Mike Tomlin is like the he's like the best at the podium. I love listening to Mike Tomlin because it's immediate, it's straight to the point. Here's what we did wrong. Here's what we did right. End of discussion. Write your story. But Ben Roethlisberger, he's all over the place. He likes drama. <clears throat> he likes to feel like he's special, and in reality, he's not special. Uh, he is a Hall of Fame quarterback. He is borderline, but he is. I'll give it to him uh let's let's take it back let's rewind a little bit real quick back to 2000 i think 17 or 18 there was a moment in time where ben roethlisberger had this golden opportunity to keep antonio brown and Le'Veon bell they asked him hey ben you're getting a little older we know you're still great you know you're still good good player we're not trying to say that you still got another super bowl in you bud but can you get it can you do what tom brady did he's here's the thing Ben Roethlisberger was notorious for saying, Tom Brady's the GOAT, man. Tom Brady's the greatest player I've ever seen. I love Tom Brady. I love Tom Brady. Everything he does is so great. But I won't take a pay cut like Tom Brady to save my number one running back. I won't uh, help save um, a few of my offensive linemen. I, I have to keep on eating that salary cap. And then finally, when he has a terrible season last year, terrible season, he finally goes, all right, guys, I've decided. All right, guys. <laughs> I've decided to sacrifice for the team, guys, all right? And it's like, it's probably because the agent's like, bro, they're about to get cut. Like, if you don't take a pay cut right now, you're about to get cut. <laughs> this is your
0: last year. No. Of, this is your last year, mf ever Get used to it, because you ought to hear Yeah, it.
2: you're gone. It, when they knew, like... It, okay, let's say Ben Roethlisberger was like, No, I'm making 35 mil this year. Go fuck yourself. You think the Pats or the pit the, the Steelers aren't gonna cut him? I'm I'm cutting him and taking that t- that 18 mil dead cap 100 percent Because screw this guy. I could take that 15 mil and get it somewhere else. Instead, he takes a 14 million dollar contract or whatever it was, fit 14 to 18, whatever yeah. it is. Oh, yeah, 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 something yeah. like that. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I ramble a little bit, but yeah, I I I'm hating on him <laughs> a little bit.
0: Oh man. Uh, Bobby, you want me to take this one next? <laughs> cool. Hey, Ross, all you, brother. I-, I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on it because he's, to me, he's a <sighs> shell of himself, and he should be they- – they should sit his ass on the bench from this point on. Yeah, I mean, my problem is is that we're looking
1: like – let's just – let's go simple, okay? bell a 26 for 40, 232 yards, one putty, okay? Now – Considering that's not bad, but you have rookie quarterbacks that's doing that and more right now. So problem number one. Problem number two, look at this lineup he has to work with. Juju, Najee, James Washington, Deontay Johnson. Like, there is more to the story here than just the stats on the players. Like, look at, like, third down efficiency. They're four for 11. They ran 58 total plays. They punted three times, which is not terrible, but they also allowed two sacks. I mean, like, again, they lost two fumbles and he threw an interception, and their time of possession was almost 10 minutes less over the course of the entire game. So they couldn't control the game. The Ben Roethlisberger, a slow pocket quarterback, is being hounded most of that game, and they took one of your best players out of the game. Um, I mean, is there any game where Juju Smith schuser should only get two receptions? Like, are, are you kidding me? Like, I, I, I wouldn't there. think
2: so, but I mean, he's been inconsistent himself. But that's the thing. Maybe that all reflects on Ben. It's just it, it's 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 really hard. To, it's hard to tell when everyone. When I just it, think it's, it's a look giant good.
0: combination of everything. And it's, it's finally come crashing down on them. That, that's what I think.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it,
0: it's pain because I, I feel for a lot of uh, Steelers
1: fans out there because it's just, let's be honest, they're almost a quarterback away and an O-line away from being a, like a really solid team. But consistently yeah. they hold on to Ben. They keep getting him weapons, thinking it's, it's going to be his final season. They don't address the O-line. So at the end of the day, they got uh, very talented weapons, but no O line to protect their slow old quarterback.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank this you, one wins. Comment of the day. Oh my God, Luke. You, you yeah, yeah, kind of. I mean,
2: he's yeah. He look, He looks just like that. Yeah.
0: It's lethargic. It's just. I, I just think the skill set's declining. I think we're seeing the last season of Ben. And the skill set is definitely on the decline. I think there's, like I said, there's a couple of different factors, but it's just, he's just not the same guy. He's not the same guy. Most Steelers
1: fans wanted to get rid of him like three or four years ago. Yeah. You know?
2: (laughs) I just don't know what you'd replace him with. That's my my only problem.
0: Uh, Well, they're going to have to draft a quarterback this year. They're going to have to draft his replacement this year.
1: Or they're going to have to go. Dance with the devil and try to go after uh, um, Watson. You know what I'm saying? Go after who? Uh, Watson.
2: Oh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I, yeah, I don't. The Steelers, I don't think, are going to make the play. Are gonna the playoffs for a little while, especially in that division. I don't see it happening.
0: All right. So well, this th- is this is my favorite. This is my favorite part of the night. This is where we get to shit on the New York Yankees and talk about the there Red Sox. Man get it <laughs> no it was but in all so here's i i saw an excellent quote on twitter earlier and it said it said it was from it was it was uh it was from a red Sox fan and it said the two fan the two fan bases there are there are assholes and idiots between the two of us in, in both of our fan bases the red Sox and the <laughs> and the yankees right there's idiots in, in both sides, but for the most part, it was. I had a lot of fun chopping it up with Yankee fans on on uh, you know. For the most part, um, it was it was always you know it was fun chopping it up between the two of them, especially uh, Shukri. Shout out to him. Shukri writes,
1: <laughs> we had him on the
0: show earlier, but shout out to shout out to him. Um,
2: by the way, following this podcast, we'll release that uh that edited version of your baseball conversation. Anyway,
0: so, so, but it was, it was a lot of fun chopping it up with them. And they, he said, basically there's, even though there's idiots and assholes between the two of us, we, we have most, for the most part, it's just chopping it up and having fun and going back and forth with each other. And we're going to fight. We will fight forever. Red Sox and Yankee fans will fight forever. And that's the fun of it. We'll fight forever. We, we, we we will hate each other from now until the end of time. There is in no way, shape, or form we will ever get along, and I am here for that, all of it. It means Ooh. the rivalry between the two of us stays alive. That's that's what I'll say about that. Now let's Agreed. just get in get into it. So, Ross, I want to get your thoughts on the wild card game, man. So I'll start with you. Like, just lay it out, dude. What 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 do you got? We got. Well, they kind
1: of cycle back when Bill was talking to me about getting down on the pitching core. They did everything I asked them to do. The pitching core was solid. Ivaldi played his How uh? Well, Ivaldi played his brains out. Like my God, like again, dude, he pitched his ass off. It was great. Again, how many times do you see in games where you're not seeing Judge being a big factor in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at Aaron judge. Four at-bats, only one hit. Nothing going on. The only two that had any presence in the game was Rizzo and Giancarlo. We took one of their best players out of the lineup legitimately. I can't ask more than that from the pitching staff. Like, my biggest concern this whole season has been the pitching. And the pitching came up big. I was wrong. I was so worried they we were gonna bring in Joe Dirt stunt double and he was gonna lose four runs in a single inning. You know, I try not to be pessimistic all the times, but it's just like I've been burned too many times by this pitching core.
0: Um no doubt. No, I I I'm I'm with you, man. It's it's hard not crazy. to be, huh? It was I was just gonna say it it was t- like with the way the pitching staff performed, it was tough to not really be um you know a little a little concerned going into that game, especially not with the starting pitching, but with the bullpen.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, um, like I, I had mean- a feeling
0: I had a feeling Evaldi would pitch well because he does. He gets he pitches he pitches well for um he pitches well for big games. JD, again, the foot. Look, again. The second th- look at this, the second. Time, oh my god! Wow, licking his balls. First again
2: episode on- one, and now
0: episode fourteen. He's licking his balls Diesel again. on back to back. Wow, really? Re- really, really, guy, really. This guy, two <laughs> this out of our fourteen
2: right episodes. Diesel, <laughs> he just can't help himself. What up, Pat? What up, Coach Plays? What up, everybody? What's Good. up, Coach Plays? What's up, Pat? What up, Pat? Ross, what up guys? Dante.
0: So, <laughs> so. Let's just let's just continue. I mean, since we're Red Sox fans and this is my show, let's just hammer the Yankees just a little bit, and we'll, we'll poke and prod just 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 a little bit. So, so the we we let's just say this before we get into like harassing some Yankee fans. The <laughs> pitching staff was great last night. They Alex Cora was phenomenal. He managed that game perfectly, taking guys out when they should um, the, the, uh, um, the, uh, just the overall management of the game. Like, like the, when he, when he said enough's enough with Ivaldi, it was as soon as he started to crack just a little bit, even if it was just a little bit, he, he gave him all the room he needed and he performed perfectly right up until the moment. And Cora was like, all right, man, it's he, he, he got those back-to-back hits and, and it was." It was um. It he was it was perfectly timed. They took him out. I I wanted them to put Robles in, and they did. And Robles, he's when he's on and he's throwing well, he's tough to hit because he just that that the fastball that he's got is is ninety eight to hundred miles an hour, and he can locate it on the corners when he's throwing well, and most of those fastballs don't get hit out of the park because they're up and in, low and away. They're, you know, they're, they're these bloop line drives or just these soft grounders. They, they don't get hit hard because of how fast that, that ball's moving. So I thought that was, that was perfectly done. And then just the Red Sox hitting, man, they, they, they cranked it up when they had to. And it was the reason why the Sox beat the Yankees were the Yankees are an all or nothing team. They are an all or nothing team. They, they would rather, and I, I, I'm. This is how the. This to me. This is what the Yankees' problem has been for years. They would rather sign a guy, like sign guys like Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton, aka Mike Stanton. You schmuck. <laughs> Big hitters, right? <laughs> Big name hitters. So, well, no, so they would rather sign guys like that, you know, the big shiny new toy that can every one out of 15 bats at bats hit a home run, right? One out of every 15 at bats hit a home run, right? Over, over the guy who hits, who hits two ninety to 300 and bats in 90, you know, it has 90 RBIs batted in and it can actually help a team put runs across the plate and, and win games. That can generate runs. The Yankees are obsessed with staying relevant with big names like that over over a guy who can actually contribute to the team, and that's been their issue. I think they know deep down that they're like right on the cusp of being of like like being a really bad team, and they're doing everything they can to just grab. It's like it's like somebody like it's like a sinking ship, man, and you're just grabbing for anything to help keep you afloat that I just that's how I think they've been for for years and a big part of it is that they have to get upper management to 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 take responsibility for it like Cashman it has that mentality they got to get him out of there in order to change that culture but that's I mean that's the the Sox played phenomenal. Both sides, offensively and defensively, they came to play. It was in Fenway that it was electric. It, the The atmosphere was there for the Sox, and they chased. They chased. the We'll 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 get into crapping on the Yankees later, but they they, they the hitting showed up, and they did what they had to do to win. But I'll, I I want to so I'll I'll go to you, Ross. But that's just my like that's my like initial take on this. I'm curious to know how how you look at it. Uh,
1: again, with the Yankees team, they have a whole lot of talent, for the inability to use it whatsoever. So again, it, you could ha- you could buy all the talent you want, but if you have a structure in place that doesn't put them in a way to succeed, you, you're just gonna be you're gonna go ten years without making it through the playoffs. And that's what we've seen from them, you know. Buying power doesn't necessarily mean championships. So let's let's kind of move off on that. It's just like the batting. My God, the batting.
0: Schwarber and his consistency against Garrett Cole. My God, like Schwarber's it, been hitting Garrett Cole and making his life miserable ever since he was a Chicago Cub. Like again, I want to do that little
1: shout out because again. Um, we have a fond love for the Cubbies just because our boy Theo and everything else going over there. But it's, it's also Schwarber, you know, like Schwarber, like he came in here, he thought, Oh, he's going to be a good, good pickup. You know, he'll get some hits for us and he's become our, like one of our best players on our team. Um, It's just, it's amazing to see when you see someone like Garrett Cole, just getting trounced. And he was just one of the up-and-coming stars of the MLB. What's your thoughts
0: on that, Bobby? So, so let's let's read into this. So, JD, I want to get like an outsider perspective, just to like just to ask sure. you. The Yankees spent three hundred and twenty-four million dollars on this guy, <laughs> right? For nine for nine years, three hundred and twenty-four million. Yeah. You figure a guy at that price should be able to elevate his. The, you spend that amount of money on a guy who's going to walk in there and pitch eight shutout innings against the Red yeah. Sox and absolutely put his foot down there on their throat. And th- that that's what you pay that money for that guy. That's what you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Garrett Cole has over and over and over again with this massive paycheck left, just app, like left, left them, them hanging. Like he's, he's, he's in no way, shape or form lived up to that, that con like, that contract at all you you pay the big money to those guys that when they're put in that kind of moment like that wild card game where it's a must win he'll pitch seven seven shutout innings and have 10 k's
2: since the year 2000 though how many yankees especially the pitchers have actually worked out like the big free agent names like okay let's say uh i mean they work out for like a year or two and then it seems to kind of just slowly, because they get the big money, they get the Yankee money. Mm-hmm. So they they don't care as much anymore. It's not as much of a big deal. Uh, even Clemens, you know, Clemens and Pettit, they ended up moving on. Yeah. So I, I look at this as just one of those guys. They pay him huge money. They've wasted billions of dollars on this stuff uh, in the last just 15 years. Um, not just pitchers, hitters too. Uh, guys that performed really really well and they got their big paycheck and they come to the yankees and they don't perform near as well uh and then it's 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 very it's peculiar it's it's very strange um garrett cole though i mean that's the thing yeah he you, you got the big paycheck and then he failed so it is what it is the yankees gotta uh cross it up and they, they and, lost their biggest rivals too you pay them the big have money to live with beat it the too rivals, like they so. can't
0: get rid of this like a nine-year, three hundred and twenty-four. Like nope, you, you can just that. get rid of that. You know it's what like I mean? A Rod contract. They, they have to live with this contract for at least probably three or four more more seasons. Have to. Yeah. Hey,
2: at least like yeah, I was gonna say at least four or five because like, how how are you gonna get? How could you even get out of it at that point? You almost have to. You almost. To-
1: oh oh, we got internet. <laughs> we got internet and JD
0: must have hit the duck, and he's gone. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um interesting point while he's off pull up raj mathal from 639
0: um this is he's back from the dead
2: My bad. <laughs> i don't know what happened <laughs> i think i just got kicked <laughs> but anyway i was gonna uh, say you might have to pitch him even if he goes to the minors that's all
0: yeah yep
1: and before we move on from the yankees subject grab raj mathal from 639 yeah And I'll i'll, I'll read it off for you to make it easier Does the Yankees remind you of the Chiefs with their ridiculous offense, but defense, which is so bad. I know the Chiefs don't buy their team. I was just wondering. My opinion when I put in the chat was, is like, partially true. But the Chiefs can actually make the playoffs. Unfortunately, the Yankees, not so much. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Billion-dollar roster can't make the playoffs. That's not good.
0: All right. So, J.D., I have – I want to – so. I want to get your thoughts. I'm going to ask you just a, a series of questions, and then we'll we'll finish off the show with. I got a few things I want to ask you, and just get your your thoughts on, man. Sure. Yes, so, so the Bulls imp- Let's let's kind of move it over to some NBA stuff, right? And and from the Bears to the Bulls because there was a poll taken by NBA.com, JD, but from every GM in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And guess which team got voted most improved? The Chicago Bulls. The Bulls, the Bulls got improved, oh, yeah. got voted. And this is by NBA GMs. So that's all they talk to is the GMs of each team. And they said which team which team is the most improved and they said your Chicago Bulls. The second thing is um with that improved, with so not only were they voted improved most improved but The the pre that that preseason game that they played against the Cavs, they it seems like those moves are paying off, dude, because they looked great. Chicago, dude, Chicago, if that's how they're going to (laughs) play, 131 to 95, they beat the Cavaliers. That's a dude, that's an ass whooping. That that is a beat down. And Lonzo Ball is going to be, if he plays like that, like he he like dude he's gonna be a problem for, for that for that league um
2: i have a lot to unpack here a lot that i want to unpack no the first way. thing i want to do let's start let's start from the meta what a franchise to resurrect man like my god we're talking about a top three top four brand in this league like if you can get the bulls to the playoffs you're talking ratings up the ass, dude. We, if we're even remotely relevant, people people tune into the Bulls, man. That's just a fact. It's like the Knicks, the they, Bulls. They are
0: a, the Bulls are a draw. They they huge. are a draw. It's
2: the Red Man. It's the Bulls. It's just it's the Bulls. Anyway, so we unpacked that so that we understand the brand of the Bulls. And it, it's funny because Lonzo actually just said this this morning, or this morning or yesterday uh, after the game. He said that he it hasn't hit him yet that he's a bull. It hasn't fully sunk in that he's a Chicago bull. He shares a lore with Michael Jordan. Uh so that hasn't fully hit him yet. And here's the thing. He is in his own right a fantastic player. I don't think he's ever been fully given a chance to develop and he hasn't been given the keys to the castle ever. Uh point And Case, first year in this league, you saw him slowly kind of come into his own. LeBron comes, boom, all of his development is gone. He's immediately turned into a role player. Then he gets shipped off to uh, New Orleans, which he does get better every single year in New Orleans. So there is some development I'll give him
0: credit there. He did improve. Every year in New Orleans, he showed improvements
2: from his free throws to his shooting to his defense. All three improved dramatically, uh, and those are things he needed to he needed to improve on. Uh, his passing was always phenomenal. But uh, then he gets to Chicago, and this is a guy in Zach Levine who they've been talking in the offseason. Uh, the Sports Fury had talked about it, and I've been looking into it a lot too. They've been talking a lot in the offseason about, um, about playing together because Zach Levine... Needs a guy who can who can set him up, man. Zach Levine is a high flyer. He's a scorer. He's a shooter. He's everything. He needs a guy to just get him that ball with open space or an open shot. And nobody, honestly, there's like only maybe two or three guys other than Lonzo Ball I'd rather have in this league to get you open with the ball. Get you open with the ball. I'm not saying Lonzo's the best point guard in the league. I'm talking about getting you in position with an open shot. It's like Chris Paul's probably number one. Maybe LeBron's number two. There's probably two or three more that I'd take, and then it's Lonzo Ball. He is elite at that, and Levine has never had that guy, ever. He's never had that. When he, was with, uh, when he was with the Timberwolves, never. He was like one of the point guards. So it's beautiful to see Lonzo alone come in and take this down. And then my favorite thing with Lonzo, and I'll wrap up my Lonzo talk really quick. My favorite thing with Lonzo is when Lowry marketing got the ball, They they threw him the ball down to the block. They said, Lowry, all right. And he's got Lonzo one-on-one. All right, Lowry, take it to the belt. All right, Cleveland. All right, Cavaliers, right? Nah, dude, it's the Bulls, bro. Lonzo Ball (laughs) (laughs) bullied the crap out of Lowry Market and made him look like a chump. And I'm not trying to embarrass Lowry, but it was nice to see our new free agent just kind (laughs) of dominate our old guy, just like
0: dominate him, dude. I'm like, bro, our guard... Major but Lonzo's, defense, Lonzo's defensive ability should not be underestimated. He's a very good defender. It's elite. Uh-huh. It's elite. And, and here's the thing.
2: If if Patrick, we talked about this, and a video just came out on my channel about this. We talked about this with, this with the sports hero. If Patrick Williams comes into his own, becomes a star, we are one piece away from a championship. If Patrick Williams is a remote star, even just a semi-star, you got Lonzo, Levine, And him with Vucevic, honestly, that might be a championship team right there. We'll see, depending on how much of a star he is. You're definitely
0: going to be it. You're definitely going to – this year, I'll say this. This year, you're definitely going to be able to push some of these better teams in the league with the improvements that you guys have made.
2: It's playoffs or bust this year. We have to make the playoffs this year. If we don't make the
0: playoffs, something went wrong. I think you guys are absolutely capable of making the playoffs. Like I said, with the improvements that you've put on the team – you, AK. Dude, your, your GM, AK, there is, has, the guy has Beast. went out. They've, the Bulls have had a sneaky, sneaky good offseason, dude. Like, they're, I have a feeling they're going to surprise people this year. They're going to, the Bulls are going to surprise people this year with how much better they, they are on the court.
2: Lonzo gets people in the passing mood, too. I love to see that in that first preseason game. Everyone's like, pass, 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 pass. Loved it.
0: Well, what I, I was watching some of the some of the, the, the film and just the highlights of that, the Lon, Lonzo sets, like he sets the tone. He, that first pass or that first pass from him is it, it just, he just sets the tone, dude. He's, he's the bulls are going to surprise people this year. They, they move, they move the basketball around a, like dude. I want to say at least five times better than they did last season. Just the movement, just the movement of the basketball around the court. And it doesn't matter who it is, who has ever got the open shot takes the shot. And It is just one game, but like
2: you could see a lot in that one game. That was a game where you could see a lot and it was a preseason game, but like you could just see, Whoa, that's different. That's, that's new. That's, that's brand new. So that, that was special. Um, and, uh, and my favorite thing, the final thing I'll say about it, about the Lonzo Ball thing, and we can talk about the Bulls if you want. But like the final thing I'll say about Lonzo Ball thing, the best thing we got in this in this acquisition was Lavar Ball.
0: Mm-hmm. Re- Lavar <laughs> Ball,
2: let's go! Never lost. Let's go! We're gonna get a championship. <laughs> Never lost. We gotta get, we gotta get Leangelo and Lamelo here, man. That's what it is. <laughs> and then we'll really be winning
0: but in all, in all seriousness though no, like <laughs> like the Bull, i think the bulls really are going to surprise people this year i, I really I think, I, so. I think they they made a lot of not like a lot of smart acquis, acquisitions they they looked at a need and they and your gm there said how can we address this need and not only how can we address it but address it and not like crush our crush ourselves in the in the process like a permanent they were tank. able to make one move and then another move, and another, and you know what I mean. It was just, it was smart. It was smart acquisitions. Did
2: you see, Caruso got ten assists.
0: Yeah, Ooh. dude, he's Caruso. Caruso off the bench is going to be, dude. He is going to be great for you guys.
1: Yeah, uh, you mind if I make a quick uh, little little uh, comment on this? Go for it. Okay, so Cool, Genuine, Phil brought up a good. Interesting thought uh, about the Bills and Celtics. Uh, we'll be battering for battling for the number three seed. How great would it be to have that Celtics Bulls kind of rivalry again? Dude, That's that what I'm makes, saying. That just makes money, and it's just it's it's highlight film. It's it would be so great just to see these two teams kind of going back. Back and forth, like back in the day, oh it's going to create so many good games. I'm excited.
2: Even in the like the 2000s with uh, with with Allen and and Pierce and uh, and Luol Deng and uh, what's his name? Damn it, the other guy, the guard that we had that was really good. Anyway, that team. Oh, that was a. Oh, those were some series, man. So I would love to see it. The red and the green, man. That is a. That's the, that's the a series.
0: Nothing but good is going to come. From the resurrection of the bull. Like the if the Fact. bulls if the bulls go back to the playoffs as like the fourth seed, third or fourth seed, bro. Like nothing that's but it. good can come that's, from
2: there. That's it, because it's it's just good for the NBA. Like you saw the Knicks. The Knicks came back, and we got and here's the thing. I get it, Knicks fans. I'm sure there are like at least one of you guys in the chat because there, there's a billion Knicks fans, but like the the, the Knicks came back to the playoffs. Right, they had a show. Derrick Rose. It was it was interesting. It was special, but just because they got dominated by Trey Young, and Trey Young, it was kind of this coming out party. It was still nice. It was still great to see that that orange
0: in the playoffs again. To me, yeah, yeah. The Bulls. The Bulls are going to be bad, dude. They're 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 on the the up and up. Don't don't they're they're going to be a good team. Like I said, they made smart acquisitions. It was it was uh
2: Lonzo is a sleeper for most
0: improved player this year, in my opinion. Sleeper. They're, they're going to surprise people. They will. I, I'm, I'm telling you, they're going to surprise people. Exciting. It's going to be a good year for them. And like it's it's not there's nothing better than than uh than than getting a franchise like that back to where they well deservedly should be.
2: Yeah, and and I think that, like, if we want to make the playoffs, like, if, if, um, is that something I, (laughs) thank you for
0: the PSA, Ross.
2: ESPN is now running. (laughs) Damn, wrecked. That was a good one. That's a good meme. (laughs) That's a good meme.
0: I believe that, uh, gentlemen, I think that's, uh, that's going to conclude the show sure i think that's all we got for today i believe
2: great show man so many great topics holy crap
0: but once again guys we me ross and jd always appreciate the support always fun interacting with you guys in the chat um so jd the stuff will be up on iheart right iheart radio this episode will be up on iheart radio as usual the chopped up version guys all the different segments are going to be on i90 sports talk which is jd's uh, YouTube channel. Um, yes, if you want to just listen to a specific segment, all of them are there. They're all chopped up. They're cut up nice. They're there. There's um, so it's like the edited version of this show. So if you don't want to like fast forward to a certain segment and you want to share a certain segment with somebody, you can go like Joe Rogan stuff like, Subscribe <laughs> to that channel just so you have. <laughs> oh, but so that's yeah, that's where of... all the the uh, that's where all of the the edited stuff is going to be. um Thanks again, Ross, for coming on and, and hanging out yes, with us, buddy. You, and, and
2: always good to see you, bud.
0: Uh, I'm just
1: a, I'm a, I'm a producer at heart. That's all I am. <laughs> Hell yeah! It's bad opinions. We
2: got to get you a channel to plug on the on these clips.
1: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You guys are the stars. <laughs> I'm just, just here to help you.
2: All right, on brother. Well, we do appreciate
0: it. Always good to hear from. Always good to talk to you.
1: Uh, always fun, guys. Always
0: fun. But thanks again, guys. So here's so as usual. If you're listening to this on iHeartRadio, the live show is broadcast on YouTube. It's on Beantown Breakdown. Um, you can interact in the chat. You can come. You can ask us. Uh, come in the chat. A- ask us questions. We will. You know. We'll 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 answer your. You know. We'll do the best we can to answer. We do the best we can to to answer everybody's everybody's question and interact with the the chat as as much as we can. Um, but you can do that guys. If you want to, if you want to be a part of the live show, it's on the Beantown Breakdown channel. Um, and, uh, um, Hell yeah, and yeah, that's, that get that's, you to
2: 5,000.
0: Yeah. That's, that's where the, uh, that's where the live, um, that's where all the live show is broadcast. It's over YouTube. So if you guys want to be a part of that, come on over and, and hang out and, uh, And we look forward to seeing you. But as always, all of the support has been uh, is always greatly appreciated by all three of us guys. Oh, absolutely, Ross, JD, and myself. We we absolutely thank all of you guys and and fully understand that without the fans, we just we wouldn't be able to do what we do, man. It's it's all them. It's it's
2: yeah, all them. The interaction reason
0: of why the success has been it's has been the way it has. But thanks again guys. We appreciate y'all and we will catch all of you on episode uh 14, 14. right? Wow, yeah, 14. 14 next time wow. on the i90 Sports in. podcast. And uh as Road always uh we get, but we and it's the best time of year now cuz it's October. We got so we're going to say go Celtics, go Bruins, go Pats and go Sox, JD, hit them with it. Bear down. The Bulls,
2: Windy City Bulls and uh man we got the we got everything coming up this this uh this October man we got everything this is, this is hype this is super hype
0: and, Let's go boys I, great I'd show. I'd like as okay so Spare let's just end down. the show with this right I I it was a lot of fun going back and forth with the Red Sox with with with, with the Yankee fans but here's a massive one of these for all of you <laughs> I hope I hope you all enjoy watching from the couch. Grab your popcorn and get ready for the Sox and the Rays series because it's about to go down.
2: And I got to remind you guys, before we get off the stream, uh, I'm going to release the um, edited version of the the conversation that Bobby and Shukri Rights had about the Yankees and the Red Sox as well, right after this, as a bonus. Nice. I shall release it right now. Special shout out it's to Sugar,
0: right? so that dude. That dude is a lot. He he's a riot. He's one of our he's one great. of our friends of the show, and it was a it's a lot of fun interacting with him on the on just the different social media platforms. He's a Yankee fan. He's one of the the class act ones though. He's a good dude. So shout out to him. But thanks and again, sh- guys. Ross and shout up. Yep. And shout out to J.D. for all the editing magic. Thank you so much. <laughs> for all the editing Matt. Absolutely. JD's I love got, to do it. J.D.'s got the editing skills, so shout out to him for that. I for do a little. It up I, well, it up. A little
2: I do. <laughs> I appreciate it, boys. <laughs>
0: hey,
2: wouldn't do nothing without you guys.
0: But thanks again, guys. We love y'all. We appreciate all of your support, and we will catch you next time. Go Red Sox. Let's go. Bear down.